This is the Right Now Podcast with Sarah Werner. Episode 69, Affirmations for Writers. Welcome to Write Now, the podcast that helps all writers, aspiring and otherwise, to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write every day. I'm your host, Sarah Warner, and I just spent about 20 minutes staring at my microphone thinking that I didn't have anything to talk to you about, which is silly because I have a topic for today's episode. But I still spent some time staring at the microphone, feeling inadequate, feeling like nobody out there is going to want to hear what I have to say, feeling like, who am I to talk to people? Chances are you've had some very similar sentiments while writing. This is something a lot of writers struggle with, a lot of speakers struggle with, a lot of creators and artists struggle with. Am I good enough to be doing this? Who do I think I am? Back in 2016, I did an episode of the Right Now podcast all about imposter syndrome. You can go back and listen to it if you want. It's episode number 34, Feeling Like a Fraud. And in it, I talk about this feeling that we're not good enough, we're not legitimate enough, we're not valid, our ideas aren't valid, nobody will want to read what we have to write or listen to what we have to say, and it's not true. But sometimes it feels true. And really, isn't that the same thing? Back in 2016, I talked about imposter syndrome being this fear that not only you can't do something, but also that people will one day discover that you're just this amateur, right? That you're just this this fool who has a mask on and you're tricking everyone into thinking that you're competent and everyone is falling for it. But you know better. You know that beneath your mask, you are just a scared little kid who is flailing from station to station, from activity to activity, and you feel like you're getting away with something, but you're also terrified that one day you might stop getting away with it. Now, chances are, if you're feeling this way, you probably already have the creativity and intelligence that it takes to be whatever it is you're terrified that you're not. And that's something really difficult to wrap our heads around. It's also really hard for someone else to tell us things about ourselves and to actually internalize those things. Ten people can tell me throughout the course of a day, no, Sarah, you're a writer. You know, you write things, you're a writer. I mean, it's very obvious. They can say that. They can say, oh, Sarah, you're good at what you do. You help people. You teach people. But even when you have people affirming what you do from the outside, sometimes it still doesn't stick. Sometimes we still doubt the truth and validity of those statements. Because after all, we know ourselves better than anyone else. We know 
that we have no idea what we're doing. In the past couple years, I've become a national speaker. And every time I get up on that stage, I look out at the crowd. I look at the faces of the people in the crowd. And I think, who am I to be up here on stage looking at these people? Who do they think I am? Who have I created myself to be? Surely not anyone worth listening to. And really, when it comes down to it, it becomes a very interesting question. Who are we? Who decides who we are? I've spoken with writers who feel like they're not legitimate writers with a capital W because they don't have an MFA, or they don't have a PhD, or they don't have a college degree, or they don't have a high school diploma. They feel like they're not writers because they haven't earned some sort of signal that proves that they are who they want to be, who they say they are, who they want to become. But this is still relying on external validation, and in some cases, money, wealth, and privilege. Not everyone can get a degree. Not everyone has the time or the money or the energy or the capacity in their lives. But that can't stop you. Someone else's validation system can't take away an identity from you. And really, this is what I want to get to the root of. And I realize I just ended a sentence in a preposition, but we're just gonna, we're just gonna roll on right past that. The only person who can tell you who you are and what you can do and, conversely, what you can't do, is you. In addition to imposter syndrome, I've talked on this show before about permission to call yourself a writer, about earning or gaining or validating or finding that permission. And I've said before that all you need to do is say, I am a writer and write and you make it true for yourself. It may feel silly. It may feel strange. It may feel like you still need some kind of outside validation because your own word and your own confidence and your own abilities aren't enough. Are you trying to prove to yourself that you're a writer? Are you looking outside of yourself for validation that you can do what you were born to do? Because a lot of the time, the truths that we tell ourselves don't feel like truths at all. Because we know the source. And the source is us. And often, we don't think a whole lot of ourselves. We want validation from someone who's bigger and better. We want recognition from a board of trustees or a college or a university or a writer with a capital W who has established themselves, someone venerated, someone worth more than us, perhaps? Some of you may know that I have belonged to a mastermind group for mm, probably the past five years or so. A mastermind group is simply a group of like-minded peers who get together and challenge each other, ask each other for advice with their business, ask tough questions, make sure they're on the right track toward the success that they're working toward, etc. 
And the leader of my mastermind group once said that, and I think he probably got this from Tony Robbins, that every problem that you have is either an education problem or a mindset problem. And not believing your own truths, not believing the words that you say to yourself, that's a mindset problem. You don't believe that you're worth it. You don't believe that your own word is valid and can stand alone. It almost seems too easy, doesn't it? It almost seems like cheating for us to sit down and write a short story, to look at that short story and say, huh, I'm a writer. It's too easy. I think something in our brains wants to make it difficult. So it piles on issues of self-worth, little nagging feelings in our brain that say, I'm not good enough, or this can't really be this easy. Little voices in our heads that say, yeah, I wrote this thing, but it's not a legitimate thing because I don't have a degree. Or this hasn't been published in a peer-reviewed magazine, so it's not a big deal. It's not real. It's not legitimate. And we train ourselves to believe these things. But what if we could train our way out of it? What if we could train our brains to be loving and kind and respectful and enjoy a sense of self-worth? I mentioned my mastermind group a little bit ago in talking about mindset and education problems. One thing that I also took away from this mastermind group was the habit of daily affirmations. Now, I want to put up a caveat. I know that there is this idea of manifesting. Anyone who has read The Secret and rolled their eyes will know what I'm talking about here. That's sort of the idea that if you think about something, if you insist upon something, it will come true or you will make it so. You will manifest truth. And to me, it sounded like a whole bunch of garbage. <laughs> it sounded a little woo for me. And to some degree it is. But to another degree, as a writer, I think you understand the power of words Words define and clarify and empower. And if we can use words to berate ourselves and to say, I'm not good enough, and this story isn't good enough, or this poem isn't nearly good enough, then why can't we use those words to build ourselves back up? I started doing daily affirmations um, probably a little bit less than a year ago at the insistence of my mastermind group. I had a simple assignment, and that was to write down three affirmations that I would say every single day, under the theory that saying them would help me to internalize and to believe them and to, whether or not consciously or unconsciously, help make them come true. And as skeptical as I was going into it, I'm noticing now, nearly a year later, how much these affirmations have affected my life, my self-esteem, and my career. Turns out that sometimes saying things does make them so. Affirmations aren't magic. They're not this spiritual connection with anything, or at least that's my belief. 
but they do still have power. When we tell ourselves things, when we hope for things, and when we allow ourselves to believe them, even just a little bit, those words can impact us more than we ever thought possible. The first affirmation that I started with was very simple. And it is, in fact, the name of the Facebook group that you can join if you're a fan of the show. I am a writer. You can keep these in a little notebook or in the notes app on your phone, or I have them as a list of reminders in my iPhone. But at the top of my list of affirmations every day, I would read to myself, I am a writer. Some people say them into a mirror looking at themselves. Some people say them to other people to better affirm them. Some people just think them over in their minds and revisit them whenever they're feeling uncertain. But my first affirmation, I am a writer, stuck with me. Reading through my affirmations became a habit, and habits are a really powerful gateway to change. I tried other affirmations as well, and actually, after a while, I didn't even limit myself to three of them. Today, I have a list of, let's see, I've got my phone right here. I have over 20 affirmations that I say to myself every day. I am a writer is still at the very top of my list, and others come and go as I've understood truths about myself and moved on from them. For a while, I experimented with some, and they either worked or didn't work or I adjusted them. I'll give you a couple of examples. One of them was, My successes and failures do not define me. They help me grow. I had this affirmation at a time when I was screwing up a lot and I felt bad about it. And I just needed to understand that failure was a part of life. And so this became a statement that I said to myself every day until eventually I realized it was true and I could move on from it. Another affirmation that was helpful for me was, I can live the life I want to live. I established this one as I was struggling with having left my day job and not having any idea of how to live outside of an eight to five daily structure. My life felt out of control and confusing, and I was very uncertain about what I was supposed to be doing and what I should be doing and what was good to do because I had left that world. And it was hard to remember that this is what I wanted. Like, oh, I wanted to leave my job. And so I had to affirm to myself, I can live the life I want to live, and that's okay. I gave myself permission to lean in to this new lifestyle and to build a new schedule or to not have a schedule at all. Another one of my older affirmations that I no longer say had to do with something I was struggling with, and that was guilt. After I left my day job and became self-employed, I felt guilty. I almost had like a survivor's guilt after leaving the corporate work world. And my affirmation for that time was, I am allowed to be happy. My happiness can inspire and heal others. Again, I needed permission, but I needed to get that permission from myself because you establish your own truths. 
By that, I mean, you're not going to really believe something until you really believe it. And telling yourself certain things will help you to believe it. Some of my current affirmations that I read every day include, Doing my best means taking regular breaks and regenerating my energy. I have to remind myself this every day, that taking breaks is a good thing, and I'm only really ever doing my best when I'm not burning myself out, because I have a tendency to do that. I will burn a candle at multiple ends, and at the end of the day, that does not result in my best work. Another daily affirmation that I still say is, there is no upper limit on my success. This is a definite mindset shift. I think I want to do a whole separate Right Now podcast episode about this, but thinking about success is very, very difficult for me because I tended to think of it as a finish line. So you set a goal, which is to publish an article in a magazine or publish a short story in a magazine or publish a book or publish a chapbook of poems or start a podcast, whatever it is, that's success. And I forgot that once you completed something, once you completed a goal, you could reset your definition of success to the next level, to the next step. I actually went through a time of depression when I felt that, well, I've gone as far as I can go. There's really nothing else beyond this. I will never achieve this or this. This is as good as it gets. But that's simply not true. And I needed to remind myself of that. I have another affirmation that helps me around another one of my greatest fears and anxieties. This affirmation says, there is enough time to do everything I want to do in this life. I have a lot of anxiety around time, and I love life so much and I love creating so much that I am terrified that I am not going to have enough time to do everything I want to do. I'm not going to have enough time to publish all the books or release all the podcasts or get X, Y, or Z TV deal or what have you is whatever's next. I'm so scared that I'm not going to have enough time to do that, that I'm going to get hit by a bus tomorrow. But do you know what fear does to creativity? It hurts it. And so in order to clear my mind and create with the focus and intensity and energy I need to do, I need to dismiss that fear. And to be clear, Affirmations don't necessarily get rid of fears. They just sort of put them into perspective. Yes, I am limited by time, but that should not stop me from creating. That fear should not leech my creative energy away. There is enough time for me to do everything I want to do in this life. Another affirmation that I have here on my list is, I am on an equal playing field with all other creators. This one was really hard for me to write down, and it's harder for me to say every day because it feels ridiculous. How dare I say I am on an equal playing field with other creators, with great creators? 
But I'm not saying that I have more talent than they do or that I'm more creative. I'm not even saying I have the same amount of talent as them. What I'm saying is I'm on an equal playing field with them. We're all in the same place. We're all on this planet. We all have typewriters or pens and paper. And we have the ability to create something just as big as any of the great writers. I'd like you to start thinking about what you can affirm to yourself as a writer, what you can write down or type out and tell yourself, remind yourself, affirm to yourself every single day as part of your writing habit. My habit or my ritual or whatever you want to call it is I wake up, I skim through texts from my siblings and friends, I maybe check Twitter, and then I will go and sit down, take out my writing affirmations, and read through them before I start writing. It's a great practice to center myself and to remind myself of what's important and why I'm here and what I need to do. If you have any writing affirmations or if there's any affirmations that you say to yourself, I would love to hear what they are. Feel free to let me know in the comments beneath this episode in the show notes for today's episode. You can also tweet them to me at rightnowpodcast on Twitter or you can contact me via my website, sarahwerner.com, that's S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R.com, and navigate to the contact page. I read every single email that I get, even though I don't necessarily have the time or bandwidth to respond to every single one. I do read every single email that I receive. So I would love to read your affirmations, or if you want to share them more broadly, you can share them again in the comments for the show notes on today's episode. Or, as I mentioned earlier, you can hop over to the I Am A Writer Facebook group. If you're not a member, you can join. It's completely free, and there's about 2,000 people in there who are all just fellow writers who are looking to encourage and inspire each other. It's a very, very good and friendly group. And if you don't currently have any affirmations... Create a few and let us know if and how they work for you. I am very curious to see how this very simple and small practice can affect your life as a writer. I've got just a couple of announcements for you. First and foremost, I'm going to be at the PodX podcasting convention here in May and June of 2019. So that's May 31st through June 2nd, 2019. I will be there on behalf of both the Right Now podcast and Girl in Space. Not 100% sure what that itinerary is going to look like yet, but there will be fan meet and greets, there will be panels, there will be talks, there will be all sorts of really, really cool stuff going on at this event. And so if you are able to make it to Nashville, Tennessee, May 31st through June 2nd, I will be there at PodX and I would love to shake your hand and chat a little bit about writing or podcasting or whatever it is that's on your mind. I will also in the coming weeks be updating the Right Now Podcast Patreon, which I have been on such a long hiatus working on my Podcast Now course and Girl in Space and doing some freelance projects to sort of help build up money that I've really neglected this show and I fully, fully admit that. But now that it's back, I am going to be once again picking up 
regular intervals of the Right Now podcast. And so if you would like to support the work that I am doing here, if you would like to help me cover hosting costs and website costs and all of the other costs that are associated with podcasting, because I do, I, you know, I do this on my own time and my own dime, as, as I used to say back in the old episodes. If you'd like to help support the work that I'm doing here and for other writers, please do feel free to do that. Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, is a secure third-party donation platform where you can give a dollar per episode, $2 per episode, whatever amount you feel is appropriate per episode to support the work that I'm doing here. So... If you are inclined to give, then I welcome your gift, and I deeply appreciate it. In addition to Pod X, which I mentioned a few minutes ago, I do have a lot of other appearances coming up. If you are interested in hanging out at any of the events, in addition to Pod X, I will be at Podcast Movement, as well as the Austin Film Festival and Outlier. And so if you're at any of those events, come hang out. It should be a pretty good time. Finally, season one of Girl in Space is officially wrapping up. I am writing the very end of episode 113, which has ruled my life for the past, oh gosh, past several months. I'm so embarrassed to say I had no idea when I started fiction podcasting exactly what was involved in creating a fictional podcast, and now I do. But you know what? I would do it over again. I would. I would do it all over again if I had to. It's just been such a rewarding experience. If you are interested in starting your own podcast, you can trace my journey from where I started to where I am now back in 2014 through now it is 2019 and how podcasting in particular has affected my writing career. It's been insane. So if you're interested in looking at what a podcast can do for your writing career, I am teaching a podcasting course. It's called Podcast Now, and it is available on my website, sarahwerner.com. Just click on my course. I'm going to be offering this course live three times a year. So that is in February, June, and I think October. If you click on that link, you will be taken to a waiting list. And if you sign up for the waiting list, they'll email you when I am offering the course next. So it's a paid course. It's one of the very, very few things I do that I actually charge money for. So if you want to support me, that's another great way to do it is to take my course. It is a very robust course. It is 52 video lessons. Yes, that's right. 52 <laughs> lessons. I recorded 52 of these like 30-minute videos. There's so much content out there, but it walks you through every single thing you need step-by-step from coming up with your mission statement for your podcast through writing your first episode, outlining your first episode, how to host the media, how to publish it, how to create show art. It's just every single little thing you will ever need to create a podcast. And it's all in one easy place in a hopefully fun lesson setting. So go ahead and check out the Podcast Now course. It's out on my website, sarahwerner.com. I'm going to wrap things up by reminding you that you are who you say you are, and you are who you believe you are. Words are powerful. 
The way you define yourself is powerful. The way you describe yourself to others is powerful. And the things you tell yourself can have an immense effect on the person you become. Affirm who you are. Believe who you are. And, most importantly, act it out once you believe it. If you start every day by saying, I am a writer, make sure you take action on it. Even if you're just writing 10 words a day, say, I am a writer. Write your 10 words. Take a deep breath and know that it's true. This has been episode 69 of the Right Now podcast, the podcast that helps aspiring writers and all writers to find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and write every day. I'm Sarah Werner, and I am a writer.